Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where we have a perfect storm movie for our listeners. Let's just jump right into this. Let's, no preamble. Let's just, yeah. but first let's preamble. Megan. Okay. Yes, so Amber. many reasons to do this movie. One, perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect movie, perfect timing, not, perfect. No, no. It's, what's the word? It's not predecessor. Predecessor. post sester post sester after sester Yep. That sounds... It's, 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 sounds the, wrong. Now yeah. the sester yeah. part is just making me it's think not, yeah. other cest words. Postscript? Sure. The perfect, the perfect movie, the perfect movie to watch yes. after Drive Angry is, of course, this one, mm-hmm. because thematically, yes. very similar. Very Hell much so. grandpa situation. Somebody yeah. who is related by blood to other people who died or will die in the movie comes back from hell to help. Yeah. It's just the great, 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 great grandpa in this case. Yeah. Yep. There is a hell, there's a hell pappy in here. Yep. So uh, great. Hell pappy. Practically a sequel to Drive Angry. Two. Yes. Yes. Dose a dose. We watched the true predecessor to this movie and we loved it. We did. We did. One of our favorite movies. One of, one of our favorite episodes. I, I think we might like the episode better than we like the movie. <laughs> Maybe. Hard to say. And two. And this part is so egregiously upsetting that it I actually want to I feel bile. something. Yeah. I do, yes, I feel bile uh-huh. and punching coming up. Yeah. Because we we thought having seen the previews for this that this we it might be out of our reach. We were going to do it anyway because Oh yeah, totally going to do it anyway. But it turns out dear, fair, sweet, fluffy listeners, this movie is totally within our reach and that makes me so mad. Yeah. The critics come... Oh, my God. Oh, we'll really? get to you. We'll get to you, you rat bastards. <laughs> Any hoozles, Megan, what did we watch? We watched Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> <laughs> so the new Mortal Kombat that's out on HBO and in the theaters. Um, wait, 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 we... wait, wait, wait. Mm? The new, yes. The new Mortal... You... <sighs> After all of the times you add the date to a title that doesn't need it, <laughs> and the one time it might actually be, do, do, mm-hmm. it's just, I'm going to go sit in my corner for a minute. You carry on. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, Amber, this was a delight. This was a delight. I wish I hadn't seen the preview. I know. But that did not, that did not take much away from the true delight of this movie. And obviously it goes without saying, so I'm saying it. Spoiler alert, motherfuckers. It's a brand new movie. We don't usually do brand new movies. So don't listen to this if you intend to see it ever. Listen to this afterwards so that we can celebrate what you just saw with you. Exactly. Oh, was that the, that was the, that was the whole thing you were going to say? Should I, should I say more? No, I thought I can, you were going to give like an example, but no, I see you. You're leading me up to like like an example explaining of, what the movie was. What, an you example want me to give of what? What, 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 what? I was, don't know, Amber. What, what did I, I need to elucidate? I don't know. Amber. Some sort of fanciful metaphor or simile, depending on whether or not I said like or as. I don't know. When you listen to a podcast about a movie you intend to watch and you're worried about spoilers, you're acting like one of these asshole critics that didn't like this movie, a dumb motherfucking idiot that I don't have pity for because I shouldn't have to warn you about something obvious. Yeah, good. You did it, Amber. You fulfilled the expectations that I had from you for no good reason. You should expect me to, you know, be fanciful and poetical in my language stylings. Mm-hmm. Yes. People don't sign in for the contents of my head, but the contents of my word poems. Yes, it's true. That spew with the, forth the... with delightful randomness and vociferous... Biliousness. You vomit poetry into the microphone every day, Amber. I shit word poems on the daily from my orifice. Great. Megan. Mm-hmm. Please describe this movie for me. All right, Amber. Well, Amber, this is a tale of um, the last-minute gathering of Earth's greatest champions in order to prepare them for... Um, uh, uh, a fight against the Outer World champions in a high-stakes battle for the Earth Realm, Amber. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Some Chosen One warriors to uh, save us from an invading army from another realm. 
Mm-hmm. And the idea is that they're going to fight in uh, the in Mortal Kombat, which is, of course, the sparring to the death um, fight fighting games. Um, but <laughs> sparring to the death fighting games. You heard yes. me. Yes. Um, thank you. Yes. And um, you know, uh, Raiden brings them all together for a day and a half of training. Mm-hmm. Before you know the Mortal Kombat's supposed to begin, but don't worry. And and I guess actually they say like not an, not another moon will pass until these these sparring to the death games are. Um, but don't worry. Um, they don't even. We don't have to wait that long. the The outer world champions come. They come. They come for for the earth realm champions no need to wait to the end of the month let's do this shit now you want some sort of tournament with rules and matches between two fight no that's not what this is do you think Mm-mm. this is a game no they want to win the keys to earth and they'll do it however they want by cheating and that means just assassinating champions Yep, yep. The the outer world assassins have come and and killed many a champion already. Raiden is um, so bad at his job. Raiden is so bad. The the champions that we find uh that we've been following along for the beginning of the movie, finally Raiden Raiden picks them up and like there's four of them. I guess he's been training two of them. Um and then brings in another three and it's like, "Wow, that's wow, Raiden." You got, you got five champions. I mean, like, oh shit, four and three quarters because he doesn't collect one of them until he's already essentially been partially assassinated. Oh, poor Jax. Yeah, yeah. Wowzers. Huh. Yeah. Dude face. I mean, it's not like it's the fate of the earth at stake. It's fucking procrastination, man. It's gone. It's 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 it's, it's too much, Raiden. I don't disagree. Oh, disagree. I was I was not impressed with his leadership style. Apparently, it either took him too long to find them, and then like you know, half of them were dead because, you know, uh, assassins had gone to kill everybody with a Mortal Kombat uh, birthmark symbol thingy on them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, one of my favorite things about the, the the mechanics of this is that so only one person apparently was born with the Mortal Kombat symbol, and that's our chosen mm-hmm. one. Yes, but. Everybody else eventually accrued it somehow. I don't think it was really clear. And one of the ways you get it is just by murdering somebody who has it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, like, it's, I guess, passed down or something. And, like, yeah, you can you can get it by murdering the person who has it. You know, you know, like, champions do. They murder people yeah, here yeah, on yeah. Earth. People who are willing to put their lives on the line to to protect the entire Earth will also just get into what one on one sparring death matches mm-hmm. with some person and murder them. They're the best of us. Yeah. yeah, the best of us. Best there can be. I'm sorry, I'm slowing us down, but I just I loved that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's great, fantastic, excellent. Amber, what did what did our fucking stupid critics have to say about this? What the ever loving shit is wrong with who stole your joy? Who crapped on your bliss? It I can't even with you. Forty four percent on Metacritic. Forty four percent on Metacritic, and frankly, sixty six on the users is I, I'm shaking my head at that shit too. Yeah, the tomato meter was at fifty six for the critics, and at least the users were at eighty eight percent. That's a little the, bit better. I'm I'm slightly mollified. Amber, I was so sure that this was going to be one of those sneaky ones we did, even though we shouldn't have done it because it wouldn't have fit into our categories. I was too. I was thinking this was going to be one of those, you know, mid to high 60 movies. And we just, well, we, we have to do it because we did the other Mortal Kombat and mm-hmm. and also Grandpappy from Hell. This is this is going to be Umbrella yeah. Claws or Grandfathered In or whatever we would say to justify doing what we want to do anyway with our ultimately made up rules. But no. Oh, No. No, 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 no critics had to watch this and just decide, hmm, am I a terrible person? Yes. Yes, I'm a terrible person who hates joy. The worst. I don't care what the rest of the reviews say. The way they're scored just makes me furious. Mm-hmm. 
do you mean he refuses? Like, this one, it's all very, very stupid, but first-time director Simon McCoy regrettably refuses to embrace that stupidity from the Globe and Mail. What? I, this is all stupidity. This is, the good reviews clearly get it. This is a really good video game movie. They took the yes. video game, they made a plot, and then mm -hmm. they they did everything they were supposed to. Fatalities, there. One-on-one -on -one fights, there. The characters you want, there. Mm -hmm. The ethnicities they're probably supposed to be, there. Yep. But we get we get a non-white Raiden for the first time in a very long time. I mean, white characters were the minority, and all of them were fighters. So you're looking at people doing their own fight work, their own stunt work, being yes. awesome. Uh, just the vision for this movie was, let's make a real Mortal Kombat movie. Let's make it rated R. Let's make it violent. Let's put in fatalities. Let's put in real gore because that's kind of what the franchise was built on. And hey, let's yeah. not use super famous people. Let's use actors who actually suit can the parts, are people of yeah. color, and can fight. Yes. And mm -hmm. the original Mortal Kombat actually did a pretty good job of it. There was definite whitewashing there, and they but they did have a lot of actual fighters actual take fighters. the roles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But they PG-13'd it. Yeah. And if you like the games, if you know the games, like, there's things called fatalities. Like, there, there's, there's, you get extra points for doing some gruesome ass shit to each other. Like, mm -hmm. this is not, this is not a PG or a PG-13 game. So I don't know that it should be a PG-13 movie. If Which this is not. If the kids are playing the game, then I feel like we've already kind of ripped that innocence away from them, I, I guess. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's a very good video game movie. It is a very good action movie. It is a very good effects movie. The music is fantastic. The story is serviceable. Yeah. It's exactly what it should be. This is, at worst, low 60s. This is a movie that accomplishes it go its goals. Yeah. To see this at 44 is such bullshit. It's very much bullshit. And I, part of me wonders if like reviews will start coming in that'll be a little bit better as more people see the movie. But yeah. I mean, I've critics got 36 have... critic reviews here putting it at 44. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the people who don't get it are saying like, it's not much fun. What? Scant, scant side of fun moments. What? Um. It um, what you, serves two masters poorly, operating as both junky fan service and alienating introduction to those looking to try out a new universe. What? Do, what it, I don't know, Amber. Do, what, do, I don't know. It's so accessible, partially because it's very stupid because it's based on a video game. A toothless bore of an action <gasps> movie. What is fucking wrong with you? Who stepped on your testicles today, mm. sir or madam? Yeah. It is, yeah. One of the reviews that I feel like kind of encompasses uh, my general feeling is um, uh, the bloody game finally gets its gory due as the relentless action flake gives us almost two hours of extreme violence, surprisingly big doses of humor, and a little backstory. It's not a flawless victory, but thankfully, it's not a fatality. Well, that, I feel like that's from the Polygon. Is that from Polygon? Uh, no, that's from... Um, AM FM magazine. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, those, those, exactly, exactly. Yeah. They get it. They watched it. They get what it's supposed to be doing. They get mm -hmm. who it's for, and they get that they did it well. Yeah. E even this one, which was, it was rated at 60%, but the tone of this movie is weird, but I kind of get what it's going for. It basically feels like a cartoon, and then all of a sudden a character will get stabbed in the head or sawed in half in the most gory way possible. Yeah, that's a yeah. video game. That's Mortal Kombat, the video game. It's, it's silly, and we make up a plot to justify two people who have crazy abilities fighting each other to the death and killing each other in the goriest way possible. Yeah. Thank you, well done. Can I have another, please? Sparring, sparring death matches. Sparring death matches. Oh, it, ah. <clears throat> Entertainment justice. <laughs> you ignore these critics. You ignore them. They don't know what they're talking about and they have lost their joy and they're getting paid to somehow rain down some beautiful ineffable wisdom from their ivory critic towers that we're just supposed to accept is somehow coming from a place of understanding knowledge and, I don't know, education or worldliness that we ourselves as mere mortals do not possess. Ignore these joyless fucks. Listen to well us. Well said. Listen to mm -hmm. us. Megan. Yes, Amber. What did I say? 
just as we were starting this movie. I see you've blocked it out. Let me refresh your memory. I said, thank you. Oh, my vagina. I am horny for this movie. You did say that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I feel like you texted me that as well or something very much akin to being horny for the movie. I just wanted you to know how excited I was to watch it. Yeah, it's beautiful. See, I haven't lost my joy. I know. And that's why you, fluffy fair listener, can trust me. I'm so trustworthy. Oh, boy. why Her, her eyes are going all shifty right now. Oh, boy. She's got an eyebrow up. That's just yeah. what they do, Megan. That's my trustworthy face. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get to the real part where we tell you why you should watch this and why it's amazing. And also yes. why it might not be, you know, the best it could have been. Yeah. I mean, do you want to address some of the, the kind of... Th- there are issues with this movie. Um in terms of just the storyline, in terms of, like, who they gave the good, exciting, fun parts to. Um, there's a, a dearth of white people in this movie, but the two of them get the most kind of interesting arcs and personalities of the movie, which is too bad. It does seem that despite the fact that our, our that the character of Cole, played by Louis Tan, is is our hero. He's our chosen one. Mm-hmm. He's he's the one whose journey we're following. He's the guy who is shoved through the meat grinder of the hero's journey. But that is very much what happens. They shove him through the meat grinder of the hero's journey without really giving much character development, much much reason for us to invest in him, like him, care about the things that are happening to him and his family. Mm-hmm. He is so boring. And he is very much given the mediocre white guy role. He's He is not himself a white guy, but he's definitely given the role of he's the chosen one by birth, right? but is himself unremarkable in terms of his aptitudes and his interests and his dedication to doing the right thing. Yep. He's ultimately kind of in it for himself and for his family. He kind of cares, but he kind of doesn't. And it's just really hard. And he's not getting his magic powers easily. And he's just going to give up until, poof, he gets his magic powers protecting his own selfish interests. And then he's, he's, now he's in charge, and he's got a good idea, and he's going to save Earthrealm, and everyone's going to rally around him. I'm like, but why? Oh, because he was born with that mark and has magic powers. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, and that is not to say that Louis Tan himself, like, he's an excellent martial artist. He does his own stunts. He's, like, doing some flip-over-the-fence, like, <laughs> dodge rolls that are amazing. Gotta avoid um, that barbed so, wire, Megan. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's awesome. But oh, yeah, yeah, and he acted the hell out of the role, but yeah. it wasn't much of a role. It, it, was, it wasn't. He gets pushed pushed along. He gets pushed along. He gets, you know, beaten and bedraggled and, you know, it's protecting his family. It's just, I, I'm not invested in him. I'm not interested sure. in him. They don't give me anything to look for of, okay, oh, there's his flaw, and we're going to see that resolve. There's no obvious flaw. We're li- it's sort of like that uh, that moment in, in How to Train Your Dragon where his father kind of gestures to all of him. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that kind of, when he shows up at the temple with, you know, Raiden and he's just like, mind and body, you are past it, man. You don't have it. You're, you're out of this mentally and physically. You're like, oh, wow, this isn't just a... Because at the beginning, like, yeah. you know, you need to learn to attack as well as defend and all you want to do is throw punches. And like, oh, he just, he needs to learn to have some art to his he needs to defend and he needs to have some strategy and no yeah i mean you think that's where it will be going but they never really do i mean partly because they like skip over any real training because it's yeah. not much time for it <laughs> i love the training it's just beating the shit out of each other the training is an excuse to have one-on-one matches between and amongst the good guys which right. i'm fine with oh of course yeah but it, it is it is funny there's no yeah, we're, we're, we're not really given a story for him. We're just given the story yeah. beats for him. Mm-hmm. But the two yes. more interesting characters that we do mm-hmm. tend to like and care about, which is remarkable given two very important facts. One, mm-hmm. we both hate Sonya Blade. Yeah, in terms of video game, she's the worst. She's the worst. She's, she's yeah. not interesting. She's kind of annoying. And and the, and the sad part was, and I think I might have brought it up in the last Mortal Kombat podcast, but like, she was one of the first uh, like women fighters mm-hmm. that you could pick, and it was so disappointing that she was just so terrible. So exactly, which it, that's why it made it that much more offensive. Just like this is what you give me, this is what you think, this is what I get. Okay, and her power is Great. pink. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you for making it that clear. And then the second more interesting character is Kano. 
Yep. Who, again, spoiler alert, people, watch the movie before listening to this, goes from kind of okay bad guy to just bad guy, straight up betrayer. But in the process, you start out with him being this unlikable feral dog who's still somehow charismatic and you laugh with and laugh at, and he's very entertaining. He's the he is yes. the absurd comic relief that also makes me that much more frustrated. The critics who were like, "This is this has no fun in it. It's taking itself too seriously." Really? You weren't no. watching Kano, and then turning him such that like making him just unlikable enough while also making him very charming and funny, so that when he does turn. His death is deeply satisfying when Sonya right. just kills the shit out of him. Right. And and while you're not surprised that he turns on them, you're disappointed. And then you get, yeah, Sonya gets her revenge mm-hmm. and that's great. Because yeah. he was so fun. Like, oh, man, I really, he mm-hmm. was funny. He was, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you didn't like him, but you did think he was funny. You're like, ah, oh, now he's going to die. Oh, yeah, he's going to die. Kill him. <laughs> Kill him with that garden gnome. Yeah. yeah it's very good. Full circle with the garden gnome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hang a lantern on that in your eye socket, Kano. Oh, God. Yep, yep. Kano dies by eye socket. Gnome to the eye socket. Mm -hmm. Not the only eye socket stabbing in the movie. No, very much not. So you have these two more interesting characters. Like, you're more interested in Sonya, more invested in in her because she wasn't born into this. She isn't given magical powers. She doesn't just inherit them. And she has the opportunity to take them from the much less deserving Kano and has too much integrity to do it. To actually take them. Right, Kicks his right. ass, knows she could take the mark from him and be one of the chosen ones. She's dedicated her life to finding, defending Research. them. Research, yeah. And, and yeah, and, and taking, like, helping mortal combat swing towards Earth's favor. And even right. when she shows up at the temple, they're like, no, you can stay, but you're not special, so you're just going to get in everyone's way. Does that deter her? No, she stays. No, she stays, She yeah. invests in Jax as he's recovering and tries to keep his head in the game. right. And then she gets her mark by having to kill Kano because Kano went evil and he had to die and it was the right thing to do. Like, that's a cool journey. It is, yeah. She's chock full of integrity, knives, and just bad assitude. Which is like, and and while it's kind of too bad that they give that role to um, a white person, they do give it to like a, one of the few women with speaking roles. So yes. I guess that's nice. Yep. You she, know? She's the only woman on the good side. And yeah, like it's, but it is a bummer that the two most interesting roles, the two roles that you are given the most time and the most reason to invest in are your two white characters. The other ones are kind of flat. Yeah. Yep. Liu Kang dispenses a lot of wisdom and calmness mm-hmm. and fire. Kong yep. Lao is... You know, a little snarkier, but still very calm and chill and measured. Mm-hmm. I think Jax is good, Jax but not, is good. there's not a lot for him to do. Right. They don't give him very much. Sub-Zero is very good. Oh, God, I love Sub-Zero. Yeah. But uh, it is, so I know we spent a lot of time on this, but it is because we, we really liked Sonya and Kano. They were so much yes. fun, but it was a little bit of a bummer that you look at the character of Cole and you're underwhelmed. Right. Well, while being the main character, the hero, yeah, it's it's he's underwhelming. And let me also add that, um, you know, one of the things that gave this movie kind of like it made a very hard start for me um, was uh, Katana's not in this movie, Amber. I am so sorry. Yeah, I it know. It is painful. It is. Her fan is in the movie. Her her fan shows up it in does. the in the temple, mm-hmm. but that's that. Yet yeah, the, the nod to her. Maybe in the next one. I'm sorry. I, I did Ugh. not advertise that because I didn't want to sour you on watching it. And I was, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, horny for this movie. Yes. So I wasn't really willing to delay it by walking you through the emotional journey of knowing you wouldn't see Katana. All right. So, Amber, this movie starts in the most non-Mortal combat way it's that it could. magical. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's Gorgeous. sweet. The beginning of this movie is this slow, deliberate, gorgeous family tableau mm-hmm. in Japan of many centuries ago. Yep. You've got Hiroki um, Sanada as uh, Hanzo, and uh, he's coming home to his um, wife and son, and the, she's gardening, and it's like, it's gorgeous garden house, like trees, loveliness. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, There's this red 
ivy on the trees that looks like rubies or blood and it's just it's beautiful he loves his wife his young son goes to check on the crying baby because he loves his sibling it's just so nice and idyllic yen and sub-zero comes in he's not um, sub-zero yet though oh that's right he's um bihan at this point is um the, the actor's um joe taslam and uh yeah, um, Hanzo goes off to get more water, and oh boy, yeah, it goes it goes poorly for Hanzo's family. Oh man, it is it is it's that devastating moment when he comes back and he finds his wife and young young child frozen together. It's, it's kind of beautiful too, like just the the image of her bent over her her son and they're both frozen together. It's, it's heartbreaking it's, and gorgeous. It's visual yeah. poetry. Yeah, it's it's tragic, and they look like a like some sort of sculpture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, macabre um, fairy tale sculpture. Yeah, the 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 mom has hidden the baby girl though, so so she is safe. Bihan, there to end the bloodline of Hanzo. Very important to do. We don't know why yet. Gotta end the bloodline, Ember. End the bloodline. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Bihan mm-hmm. is there to use his icy powers to kill Hanzo and all of his family. We have a cool fight between Hanzo and some random, you know, foot soldiers. And then the the epic smackdown between Bihan and himself. Yep. And he's kind of using, um, Hanzo's using essentially like an, an analog version of Scorpion's uh, like chain blade thingy that mm-hmm. shoots out. He's, he's got a, he's got a, like a, um, yeah, dagger on a rope kind of deal. Anyway, he dies and goes straight to hell. I don't know why he goes to hell. It's, un- yeah, I don't know. But he does. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I guess uh, then Raiden shows up because, again, super good at his job. Uh, he's just, he procrastinated, Amber. He was like, oh, this will be fine. Thank you. Should oh, I, no. I got here eventually? Oh, thank God there's a kid alive. And then we learn through screen text that Earthrealm has lost nine Mortal Kombats, one more, and, and Outer World comes through. And oh, by the way, there's a prophecy that says a descendant of Hanzo will rally the remaining champions and save Earthrealm. Oh, that's why they were trying to end that bloodline. That prophecy got his whole family killed. That's sad. And then we go right into uh, uh, kind of Cole being a um, an MMA fighter kind of guy sparring um, in a match. Yeah, I guess he's uh, kind he's, of fine. But but what we're it's made very clear to us that he's both past his prime, and maybe was never that good. Or right, yeah, maybe was that good, but isn't now. But we don't know why he isn't now. He loses his fight. His daughter is his his corner man. Yeah, his daughter's ruthless. She, she, she doesn't want to let him. I know. Yeah. He was. She won't done. let him give up. Yeah. Don't tap out, Dad. Okay. So you want him to lose consciousness? Because that's where this is going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he's yeah, he's out. Jack shows up to recruit him because he has a special mark. He is also underwhelmed with his fighting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's is kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Sub-Zero comes. Yes. Oh, this scene is so cool. You, you'll have to, you'll, you'll, you'll understand when you see it, but it involves an ice cream parlor and beautiful ice work. Yeah. It starts snowing, which is like kind of the cue. Like it, it's kind of nice at first, but then Ominous. us as the audience knows that bad things are coming. And yeah, the, the, um, like you say, the the special effects with the ice are are lovely. Like they just do a really good job, and they do it really interestingly. Like it's not just always like hail or something coming at them. Like he Sub Zero controls the water and the ice, and he belts it at them. And oh yeah, yeah. that the raising his arms and it's suddenly stopping and then rising into the air, only to be slammed back down at his will. And then right, it's it's the the effects in this movie I loved. They were flashy when they needed to be flashy, but largely just very well-accomplished subtlety. When Sub-Zero appears and disappears, it's in this swirl of misty smoke. When the bad guys appear, they come through these smoky vortexes that just appear in doorways. When Cabal, one of the other bad champions, is teleporting, it's a really cool purple effect. Mm-hmm. It's also the ice effects are well done. The fire effects are well done. Even when Hanzo is sent to hell, his body just slowly immolates into subtle spiraling flames. It's yeah. really satisfying on the effects mm-hmm. level. And the music too. The music is spot on. It is that good, thumping, deep, epic, still techno-infused and video game inspired. 
Mm-hmm. It was great. It was, it's the soundscape of the movie was also very, very good. And the credit song, I would totally work out to that shit. Yeah, it's a it's the Mortal Kombat theme song, but remixed in a newer newer version. Yep, the the ice powers throughout are very good. This scene in particular is is a lot of fun, and of course leads to the eventual. Oh, Jax! Yeah, if you're not familiar with the game, um, Jax has um, uh, robot arms, um, mechanical arms, um, and uh, at the beginning of the movie, uh, Jax is uh, is all human flesh. Definitely has real and, arms. Uh, and uh, they're they're big, beefy, muscular arms. And I said, "There's no way anything that could hurt those arms. Mm-mm. Those are too big. Those are too strong to be shattered in any way." They were straight up shattered, a hundred percent shattered, in a very gruesome and yet it was good. That that was, was also good. really it was good. Disturbing. It was, it was affecting to yeah. see a man's arms frozen and then crushed, mists of frozen blood coming out of it. Oh, oh, that, that's yeah. The, the the fatalities in this were true to form. Yes. Yeah. Delightfully hard to look at. Um, and that's where we leave Jax for quite a while. We, we're done with we Jax for now. Yeah. For for quite a while, Jax is gone. Sonya Blade uh, was with him in uh, in the military for a while, and she mentions him, but never really goes looking for him. I mean, they are being chased. Lots of things they are. are. They are. There's the they, she she's got Kano. She's got Kano as a prisoner chained up in her hiding shack when Cole yeah. comes to find her. Yep. There's a great fight with Reptile, a CGI lizard that's come to to kill them. They they fight him cleverly. There's lots of daggers. They, sh- they when they use a dagger to stab a flare into the invisible enemy so they can see it to hit it. Oh my gosh, yes. It's great and it's a great effect. Like the it, it looks like a flare is going off against an invisible body kind of sparking a little bit of light against it yeah it's great i am a fan of all of this this is fantastic and when kano rips out his heart yep mm-hmm <laughs> it says kano, kano wins, wins. Yep. and then in the next scene he's drawing a cartoon of him doing it yeah uh-huh kano's a delightful monstrosity of a man yeah oh my gosh yeah he's he's horrible when he's just chained and, and trading barbs with Sonya and then getting involved in the fight, shoving his hand in the chest. He's screaming back at it as as he's shoving and then pulling out the heart and it is clearly so impressed with himself. The guy who plays Kano is, is a very good actor. Yes. Uh, jo- Josh Lawson plays Kano. And I did not recognize him because he definitely plays this like feral, angry dog man in this movie. Yes. I'd seen him for many episodes before in House of Lies as the constantly Harvard name dropping, like, PR guy or I don't even, consultant guy. I can't remember what they do. It doesn't matter. Businessman. Yeah. Did not recognize him. Uh, why? Are, how could you? How wildly different characters. You? Yeah. But he's just, oh my gosh. It was great. It was great. That whole thing was great. Then, then he, when he's making the cartoon, he's like, "Yeah, I just you know, wanted to make a comic book about you know Kano's adventures," and Cole is there to straight man the, "Oh, he's a psychopath." Mm-hmm. Yes. Which he says out loud. To which Kano replies, "Every artist is a little bit twisted." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Kano. Yeah. yeah, Kano somehow knows about this like temple in uh, I I don't know where. The magic um, temple that they need to go to that's in the middle of the desert. He is able to lead them near-ish there. Right. Um, where Liu Kang finds them in the desert and they're brought to the temple to meet um, Raiden. After he blasts Kano with fire. Oh, that, yeah, first off. <laughs> to be, Kano does get hostile. And then Liu Kang just, no words, blasts him with fire. And then immediately very calmly says, I am not your enemy. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to trust the firemen. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like that move really actually does kind of lead to some trust. He's like, look what I can do. I just blasted that guy with my fire, but I'm not continuing to do so to you. Right, yeah. Clearly, I'm not your enemy. And he's and he's very good control with it. Doesn't seem like he, he surprised Kano more than he hurt him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Training involves just beating the shit out of each other because that's how it gets your arcana to manifest and without your arcana 
you cannot possibly stand against the champions of Outworld. I did, I did appreciate your response to what training is, is, oh, you just go to the fight arena. Okay. And Megan's like, nothing like a big fight before a big fight. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, we're going to fight for the world, the, 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 the safety of the Earth realm come the end of the month. But you know what we should do? Let's just wail on each other. And I have to say that, again, the critics who said that this didn't understand its own ridiculousness were not paying attention to Kano because he was the entire time acting the role of the of the audience and the, the asshole in the audience. Is Kung Lao shows up with his hat right away. Look out. It's a hat. A scary hat. And then when they talk about superpowers, he's like, am I going to get superpowers? Is that what this mark means? I get superpowers? I, what kind of superpowers? Can I request a superpower? It's constant. And then he gets a laser eye and he's super jazzed about it. It's he is there to help us laugh at the movie while also laughing with the movie. Yes, absolutely. And him getting his powers is perfect. It's just they try to beat them out of him. And finally, Kung Lao and Liu Kang just berate him at the dinner table. Yep. Yep. They just kind of, yeah, he, they just make him angry enough to shoot laser out of his eye. It's just, Kung Lao is just, you're like a stupid dog who failed training. And Liu Kang follows it up with, you're like an aggressive little bunny, soft, useless, angry mentally and physically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's to the credit of the actor playing Liu Kang and, and the actor playing Kung Lao, who are uh, Ludi Lin and Max Wong, respectively. They do really well in this scene. Like, clearly Kung Lao is amused. He's he's having fun. Kano's a jerk. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like him. But Liu Kang is this, like, very virtuous, unemotional guy. And so you can see he makes it very clear with his good face work that it mm -hmm. actually pains him to do this. He's not he enjoying berating him. This is not this is not how he would like to do this. Yeah, for sure. Is that these people could act as well as fight and look like they were carved from an anatomy model. Oh my god. Yeah, Liu Kang, he's got this like sweet kind of baby face. And then when he fights, he takes off his shirt and he's like all with the like you can see each individual Everyone. muscle outlined. Every, every single muscle is there. It's a little bit terrifying. It is it is terrifying. It's impressive and terrifying. And he can shoot fire, which seems at that point excessive. And and so okay, so this starts out so like the first fight we get is Liu Kang with uh with Kano. Um <laughs> Kano starts off by telling him to put his shirt back on because, you know, he's there for the comic relief and to like say what we're all thinking, like, holy shit. Um yeah. How does uh Liu Kang um win, Amber? This is such for me felt like subtle fan service, but maybe I guess it's not subtle to people who have played the game. If you have ever played a fighting video game against somebody who just does low kick, low kick, low kick, every time you go near them knocks you on your ass because obviously it works every time. And then you finally approach them and you jump and then they get you with a low kick anyway. That's what Liu Kang does to Kano. And it's great. Yes. And it's fantastic. And he, and Kano even says, stop it. Yep. And then he finally jumps. Ha ha. Oh, shit. <laughs> gets low kicked again. <laughs> yep. Pretty great. You, ah, this movie knows what it is, and it does it so satisfyingly. But the beautiful time cannot last. And already Shang Tsung has showed up at the temple and, like, tried to, like, take the fight to them. But Raiden put up a force field so that they could go through their, you know, three days of training of beating each other up so they get their superpowers. Oh, my gosh. After Kano gets his, they finally just have Kano fighting Cole. And Liu Kang just saying... Focus on the pain, Cole. That's how you unlock your arcana. And Cole responding, I'm focusing, nothing's happening, and it hurts. <laughs> and it hurts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's training. Um, Jax is also, they also did get Jax, um, and they've, they've uh, attached some um, metal arms to him. So he's got, he's got some prosthetic metal arms right now. They basically look like metal skeletons. You know, yes. it's impressive, but it, it's, it seems so flimsy. Yeah. And then Kano betrays them. Curse your sudden but inevitable trainer, Kano. <laughs> exactly. And removes the force field, uh, causing uh, the fun to start, Amber. 
one-on-one -on -one battles with the, uh, you know, outworld champions and our, our underpowered champions who've not yet unlocked their arcana. Kung Lao luckily has unlocked his and manages to take a Batwoman, jump on her back, and then just ride her into his hat, which has become a table saw, and cut her about two-thirds of the way in half. Yeah. Lengthwise. It is... I think my jaw was dropped. Yes. I, I couldn't even, like... No. It was amazing. Yes. And ho oh, horrible. awful. Just oh, horrible. You, you saw what was going to happen. You did. And then you saw it happen. And then it kept happening. It's not like they stopped at our head. They kept going. Oh. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. And then he says, flawless victory, because it was. This time it this was a was. flawless victory. Yes, it was. <laughs> and he's also, Kung Lao's like, you know, like you said, on her back, kind of riding her through this table saw. He is just covered in blood. But then and what like, does he do? Looks, he looks like happy about it. Mm -hmm. And then he puts his hat on, puts his chin strap on. Yes. He puts the bloody shit, like the hat that was just inside of her. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. He does yeah. it. He does it so well. And and not lying, flawless victory. She never flawless touched victory. him. Mm -mm. Then you know they fail, but they don't all die except for Kung Lao, which I fucking hated. I loved Kung Lao. Yeah, that was upsetting. Um, which was also impressive. No one really cares about the the sharp hat guy, but I cared about the sharp hat. guy. But they guy. made you. Yeah, they made you care about him yeah uh yeah shang sung uses his stupid soul-sucking powers and boo his boo yeah and i think some somewhere in here maybe um Jax gets his superpowers which is beefier uh robot arms yeah he's he's saving sonia in the aftermath uh cole has peaced out before this happened because he wants to go back to his family and it's just so oh, hard cool. and he's not gonna do it he doesn't have his superpowers yet amber and it's not like they've been following him and it puts his family at risk so he'll just go back to his family and it's fine and it's not like if they lose the tournament outworld will come and murder and enslave anybody ever anyways ah. yeah it he he does the thing in the beginning of the movie where he actually takes his family away from the badness and then goes off by himself. Like, the, the thing that you wish people would do was like, okay, put your family in some cabin in the woods and now go try to figure this shit out. Exactly. And he does it for a short amount of time until he leads Sub-Zero right to his family. Oh, no. It's oh, Goro at this, point, this time. It's Goro. First it's Goro. You're right. Yep. Oh, Goro. And of course, Raiden planned this the whole time. Oh, come I on, guess Raiden. somehow, I guess. maybe. I guess he wanted Kung Lao to die, and who knows that Goro wouldn't kill his family first before Cole got his superpowers? Yep. But yep. okay. It's, it still leads to an epic fatality. That fight is very entertaining. They're, they're Goro. I mean, he's not a puppet. It's fine. They made mm. him CGI, but it was pretty good CGI. No one punches him in the balls. No one ball punches him. But mm. they do cut off one of his hands, eviscerate mm -hmm. him so that his intestines are spilling out, and then shove a blunt object through his eye. Mm -hmm. We watched this with TJ, and he said, Oh, my gravy. He did. <laughs> and he meant it. He did. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty Ugh. great. It's, it, it, at, at this point, it's just... It's just it's insanity. It's just fights. Now it's just fights. It's insanity, yes. It, uh, and marked by um, Cole's family being the worst and being super annoying at this part, where, like, the mom's with the, the, the little girl, and she's just standing in the doorway screaming at her, at her husband to, like, punch him more. And it's like, what? Leave. He's a There's four-armed a monster. Get in the car and go. What the, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, have you no... Like, uh, at least send your girl, at least send your daughter yeah. away. What's, Save what's the kid you? if you're going to run in with an axe and help. I support running oh in with God. an axe and help, sh helping, sure. sure. But get the kid out of there. Like, you you are liabilities and distractions and yeah. annoying yeah, stuff. Annoying. Yep. And I hate it that they make the, you know, the women do that shit. It's super fucking obnoxious to me. Yeah, picking up the axe and chopping Goro in the back did not actually redeem them because later in the movie, somehow they are still in the same place where Goro came and attacked them and they haven't left yet when Sub-Zero comes and grabs them. They know where you... They sent a 
for a monster to you? Why How are you, you still there? Immediately leave. The fuck are you packing that is worth your lives? You you get your keys and you go. Like wow. Maybe you take like your computer and your phone. Yeah, I suppose so. Just have something to do. And you yeah. need your power charger. Toothbrush is nice. Megan, well, now you're dead. You're dead now, Megan. Oh, no, I've done it, Amber. I've stayed too long. An ancient ice assassin has come for you, and now you're dead. I hope you're happy. Oh, man. I hope you enjoy your phone charger in hell. Yeah. Moving past that, though, it is pretty great. Everybody has their superpowers except for Sonya because she was never a chosen one. Cole, the chosen one, who's now come into his own for reasons, has a great idea. Well, if they're going to keep coming at us, let's take them on one-on-one in different locations. You know, like the video game. Who cares mm-hmm. why they did it? They just did it. So they Raiden get different locations. It's great. Starts teleporting the champions and the outworld champions. Like He teleports everybody to different locations. He apparently can just grab anybody, including the bad guys, and zap them wherever he wants. Yeah. I don't know why he doesn't just zap them to a volcano. But because well, he, he can't plays interfere, by the rules. Megan. <laughs> yeah. He plays by the rules when... Yeah, Shang Tsung yeah, the whole does not. concept of cheating, you know, they're very clear in the beginning that Outworld has been cheating the whole time. They've just been assassinating champions outside of combat. Don't let Raiden see, except when they show up to the temple to assassinate the champions out of combat in front of Raiden. And they just essentially, like, put it on the fact that there's Elder Gods who written, wrote these rules, but now the Elder Gods are too fucking lazy to, to fucking care, I guess. Exactly. But Raiden still cares, so he yeah. still abides by the rules and won't break them while acknowledging that they're breaking them and, okay, so nothing matters and everyone can do whatever they want, and the good guys will probably try and do the right thing. Fine. Uh, that, I guess. Fine. That's fine. It's, but it basically means we get our, our, our one-on-one smackdowns. The, the pairings are fantastic. Jax head smashes somebody. It's horrible and awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my, the, the lifting of the arms, it's part of the preview, and then the smack forward, and you see it coming, and you're just, oh no, <laughs> I think was my response. Yes, I do believe that's that's verbatim. Uh, the best, of course, Sonya Blade taking out Kano. And they're like, well, how are you going to deal with his laser eye? She's like, I got something for that, which seemed to just be lots of knives. Yeah, I've got an idea. I'm going to stab him a bunch. Just, I'm going to go to my house and going to stab him. This is going to stab him repeatedly. And then when he comes at me with a laser eye, I'm going to grab something in the room that I happened to be in after I ran from him for a second and throw it at his face. Thank goodness it was flammable. It was still a great fight. And Kano gets the upper hand, but they're out in her yard. And wouldn't you know it, the gnome that he spit on disgustingly earlier winds up inside of his eye. Yep, his laser eye. Take that laser eye. She even gets a cool, like, last line. He's like, how does it feel? Well, he's choking the life out of her, you know, to have him win. And she grabs the gnome, shoves it into his eye. It feels fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Very good. Yeah. And and now she's got she's she's got the mark and then she kind of pretty instantly gets her superpowers. She's totally earned it. I don't need to I don't need she, to see I, she no, I'm earned not, those. Yeah. I, I'm I, not I, yeah. arguing. Yeah. Oh, I know I know you weren't. I Listen, was just, Amber. It's just hyping her right to have already yeah. come into Arcana sure. and not have to struggle for it like those other dum dums. Yeah, and she kind of whips back into the temple for reasons I guess Raiden brings who cares? And um and she gets there just as um Melina is uh, who? Okay, so Melina is Katana's sister, mm-hmm. um, and she's got like these like wild sharp teeth, and she's got like that Joker thing where she's got like kind of these scars up the sides of her cheeks. Except when she wants to, she opens her mouth such that like it unhinges her jaw, and like those scars open up to reveal like more teeth and like. Oh, it's it's terrifying. It's she's terrifying in the in the video game. She's terrifying in this, mm-hmm. um, in a great way. Like she goes to bite at him at at uh, Cole, and he puts his like I don't know bully stick, whatever fuck he has, whatever his superpower is, which is like a shirt and like a couple sticks, and uh, <laughs> and he puts it in her mouth to to stop her from like just um she eat she devours people whole in the video game, which is great. Um. And uh, just then, Sonya Blade uh, shows up with her superpowers and, you know, blasts Melina a hole right through her. Keeps the spine intact. But yeah, blasts a hole. She she saves Cole from getting eaten by Melina after 
when, you know, Shang Tsung came to the temple to kill everybody and, and everybody else got their powers and, and whatever, Melina had stabbed oh, yes. Sonia. Yeah. And then licked the blade and was like, oh, you're not a champion. You're not worth killing. And just walked away. And bamps out of there. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a power move by Melina earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Sonia gets her comeuppance twice in the space of like five minutes. Yeah, it's great. Well, not her comeuppance. She gets to come up and others. She gets to come in. Yeah, she gets. Yeah, exactly. She comes all over others. Oh, yes, that's what she does. Excellent. I'm glad we got there. Uh-huh. <sighs> And then after all of that awesome coolness, we get a fire dragon too. Thanks, Liu Kang. We still have to have the final confrontation. But of course. And it's it's just Cole and Sub-Zero, right? That's the final confrontation. Like Sub-Zero snags Cole's family and he has to jump through a portal and, and they seem dead, but them. I guess save them. Yeah. Well, um, so Raiden had, had said to um, Cole that um, that Hanzo will fight with you. Um, you know, and he gives him like the the blade that uh, that Hanzo uh, used before the kunai blade, um, and it's it's a very like, you know, metaphorically he's in your heart and he will fight with you. No, no. As soon as um, <laughs> Cole starts to lose, and apparently, at least Wikipedia says it's when Cole's blood ends up on the kunai. Yes, that that is the thing that releases Hanzo from um, the nether realm. As, um, yeah, as now reimagined as Scorpion. I, okay, love this fight, obviously. It's amazing. They ruined the best part of it in the preview. But I love that the character of Hanzo slash Scorpion, played by Hiroyuki Sonata, which you've already mentioned, he speaks Japanese the entire time. But as soon as he shows up from hell, he says in English, after, you know, stabbing him with Scorpion's fantastic weapon, he says to Sub-Zero, get over here. Of course he should say that. He's Scorpion. He but apparently that's the only English he knows. He's, he, he then speaks in Japanese for the rest of it. So mm-hmm. he learned one phrase in yes. hell in mm-hmm. English. Yeah. And, and he's it like was, hundreds of years there. And get over here. It's a very important phrase for him to know. It's apparently, apparently it was. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to yeah, just watch, just watch the it. shit. It's, it's so good. Awesome. It is yeah. awesome. It is everything you want to fight between Sub-Zero and Scorpion to be using today's modern day CGI and two amazing martial arts fighters. Yes. And also Cole is there. And sometimes Cole is there, who is sometimes mostly just trying to punch the ice from around his, you heard me, punch yes. the ice out from around his family. His ostensibly dead family, yes. Sub-Zero is still alive, uh, and he's he's trying to punch the ice. A- again, Louis Tan, fantastic fighter. Loved sure. watching him. The characters yes. just what are you what are you doing? Kill, yeah, what, you can punch you? your family later. Just you, stop the Batman. The, Help hell grandpappy and stop the Batman. The one thing I have to say is that I'm sorry. Okay, when Scorpion in the first Mortal Kombat rips off his face, revealing a skull that then breathes fire, he's supposed to do that. I'm sorry I didn't know that. They do it in this movie, but in a much cooler way. Apparently, that's his toasty fatality. I shouldn't. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I didn't remember I didn't that. It's yeah. But once they subdue Sub Zero as a family, he pulls off his face mask and delivers again in Japanese. He basically is like, "When you killed me, you thought I'd burn in the flames of hell. Little did you know, I would master them." And then his lower face becomes a skull, and he just breathes flames all over him, and it's just oh, the effect is so well done. And then they set and up it- the next movie. Blah blah blah. Right, yeah, and and uh, and Scorpion's able to use his fire powers to release um, Cole's family, who are fine. Whatever. Yeah, when he does that like palm slam move on yep. the ground, and <laughs> oh yeah, good effects, great martial arts, great fights. It was deeply entertaining. Was it flawed story wise? Of course it was. It's a video game movie, and it's ridiculous. But it was so much fun to watch. It was funny and gruesome and so good. So why aren't you watching it right now? Why are you listening to me? Yeah. Go yeah. watch this movie. Amber, what, so so go watch it right now. And on the rock scale, what does that equate to? Go watch it right now, you dumbass. Go. Go do the watching of it right now. What, why do I need a rock scale to tell people to go do something that they should be there's, doing? There's, there's Breathe oxygen. Drink water. Crazy balls are Watch K. this movie. There's no G. There's no go. Oh, G you in a face. I don't know what that means. 
No, nobody does. But it was a threat. <laughs> this is Craze Balls, and it is outstanding. It's mostly Craze Balls, and there are some outstanding pieces of this. Oh, yeah, this is this is high-level Craze Balls. This is worth-it Craze Balls with some fantastically outstanding moments. Just visually, music is fantastic, the fights are fantastic, the effects are fantastic. Yes. It is gory as shit. Oh, yeah. And if that's not your jam, don't watch it. They had to tone it down to get away from NC-17, is what Megan told me earlier. Yep, they had to take out some scenes, apparently, because it was the first the first go-through, it was NC-17. And they're like, mm, let's see if we can get this to an R. <laughs> Yay, this movie. Megan, do you have an happy story? I do. Um, one thing that Abby has started doing um, is uh, she knows that um, the, the joke that I think is funniest in the world is uh, Red, Red, Dread. Um, I'm sorry, you said uh, you said joke. Yeah, mm-hmm, it's a joke. It's let me let me tell it to you again. Red, no, mm. red, dread. Yeah, I brought that on myself. Uh, please, please continue with your story about the joke. Um, so it's gotten even better because I I think Dan has has taught her to like put dramatic pauses between and like shift her eyes back and forth. Um, I think partially just so that she'll like slow down in saying it so that she won't say it as many times would be my guess. Um, she's also lost the punch. She's lost dread. Now it's more of a dread. It's dread. Yeah. She has no idea kind of what the, the last line is for sure. Um, but there's these little bit moji not you know on the iPhone you can have like a face like a cat face or like a poop or a unicorn and it can like mirror what you're saying oh yeah anyway, the beauty of technology yes beauty of technology uh so she sent me um a few of those that uh have her her like the, the emoji eyes going back and forth and her saying uh red and sticking out her tongue lock Oh, the sticking out of the tongue is is a given because that's <laughs> so much fun to to watch yourself do that. Apparently, nah. Yeah, the end. Wow, you've really yeah. corrupted this this child's mind. She thinks that's humor. Uh huh. Yeah. I did, at at some point, Dan did explain to her that um, the only person that would find this funny was me. <laughs> you, this joke would bomb on everyone else, child. Which is fair. Like it's good for her to know that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Situational and he flat out told her, if you, if you told this to your friends, they're not going to get it. They'll look at you like you're insane. Yet. Much mm-hmm. like Megan's friends. Mm-hmm. Until they watch, you know, listen to the episodes and realize what a good joke it is. Oh, Anywho, Amber, do you have any recommendations? Yeah, watch this movie. Watch Mortal Kombat 2021. Mm-hmm. Watch it. If you've already watched it, I recommend watching it again with a friend. Excellent. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna um, say that after we watch Mortal Kombat... The, the 1995 version um, that I played a little bit of Mortal Kombat X, the video game, and um, that was delightful. I had a, a good time playing that again. So my recommendation is if you have that, go go try it out. It's fun. It's, All right. it's, it's enjoyable. Watch it's this movie. Ridiculous. Play that game. Mm-hmm. Our work here is done. Yeah. So Amber, let me uh, finish up like I, I always do. Our work do. here is done. Yeah, I know. And so I'm going to say, like I always do, rock steady, Amber. Rock, rock steady, baby? Rock steady, baby. Rock steady and bebop? Yes. Yeah, you know who they are. I do. Who doesn't? I mean, pr- probably anyone born in the 90s and later. Mm, weird. Uh, re- they, maybe they made it into the newer movies. I don't know. I don't think. I think, sadly, they didn't. Oh, okay. Then, was, then that's... was a complaint. It's a good way least, of filtering out friends. Just uh, yeah. so you know who uh, Rockstein and Bebop are? No? Well, you're too young to be my friend. I can't I can't yeah. handle you right now. We will I never be able this. to communicate on a level that is fulfilling. Yeah. Once the planets align, maybe, when I can communicate with all creatures across all realms. But until that day, we have nothing to talk about. Yeah. Good day to you. Megan, I said good day. Yes, you did. And, and? have a good weekend this year. Yay. Bye, Amber. Bye, Megan. Bye.